Good morning and welcome to a uh, December 7th, Wednesday morning edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with our very special guest, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, we, we are delighted you've joined us this morning uh, for uh, the interesting topics that we always talk about. Uh, we've got, J.B. and I have been talking a little bit before we went live on the air here, and and we think that this might be of special interest to everybody that's tuned in to listen. And we're, we're a little bit alarmed about the subject matter, but also uh, at the same time, we're very excited about it. Uh, and I'm going to let JB uh, pontificate a little bit about what's going on. Uh, he can do it so much better than I and, and uh, in, in word or in written form, especially. Uh, and uh, I want you to pay particular attention this morning as we delve into a very, very, well, intricate subject, if I can use that word. Uh, uh, once again, we have J.B. Hickson with us this morning. Good morning, J.B. How you doing? Hey, doing great, Curtis. I tell you what, I, I sure miss our uh, more frequent times together. Uh, this once a month thing is great, and I'm so grateful for it, but boy, uh, I mean, I, I have Curtis Chamberlain withdrawals by the time we meet from <laughs> but uh, anyway, always great to be with you, and uh, I am uh, doing this uh, podcast from uh, uh, Dallas this week. I'm at the pre-trib conference uh, and uh, having a great time. Boy, there's been some great speakers here uh, this week, and I've done... Uh, I think five interviews uh, by the end of the week, we'll be at five interviews. And so wow. uh, that's, a, that's a little bit tiring, but uh, it's really fun and great to talk to different folks about different topics, uh, all under the same heading of the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Amen. so uh, you, uh, our listeners can look forward to uh, catching up on all those interviews. They're going to kind of roll out over the next month or so, uh, yes, ministries and some others, but uh Anyway, really looking forward to talking to, to you today, but let me mention a couple of quick updates since we only get to talk to the Christian Underground News Network audience uh, once a month. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, Plum Creek Chapel uh, is our home church there in Sedalia, Colorado, the Denver Metroplex area. And I uh, just want to encourage you to stop by and see us if you're in the greater Denver area. Uh, but God is doing some amazing things in our midst. Uh, great, sweet fellowship. Uh, this Sunday, I'll be doing a Christmas message. We'll take a break from our study of the book of Acts, and I'm going to preach a message uh, related to Christmas. And then we're continuing our study at nine o'clock on the end times. And Wednesdays, we're doing uh, a study of the attributes of God, the greatness of God. So all of those are uh, live streamed uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. You can just go to notbyworks.org and click the live stream button for more details. Uh, it's all free. Or we also upload the videos afterwards uh, that are available perpetually on our website under the video tab. So uh, stay in touch with us through Plum Creek Chapel. You can also subscribe to our podcasts and any other podcasts I do besides uh, the one on Christian Underground News Network, you'll be able to be notified when those are uploaded. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, God is good. It's been a busy time, especially with the, uh, the new book, uh, but God is using it, and we're thankful to kind of get this important message out. Uh, I've been putting in a plug here recently, and I want to do so again uh, before we dive in this morning, uh, for our Zoom meetings. You know, we, we've made an offer out there that if any uh, group would like to have me join you uh, by Zoom, 
whether it's a small group or a church group or in-home Bible study, you name it, uh, I'd love to do that. Love to just take questions, dialogue with you a little bit about uh, whatever is on your mind and heart. So just shoot me an email at notbyworks.org on our website there, and we'll be glad to calendar that. Uh, we All we ask is that you let us uh, post it afterwards to our podcast channel so others can benefit from the Q&A session. But uh, other than that, there's no cost or anything. It's just something we love to do. So uh, yeah, let me know if that's something your listeners would be interested in. Uh, oh, I'm sure they yeah. would be. I love the idea. Yeah, it's great. We've done a few of them recently. Uh, and, and man, I just enjoy getting to meet people and also really dialoguing about the Word of God and all that's going on in the world. So uh, but today... I'm going to call this uh, topic, you and I talked about it, I'm going to let you introduce it, but the title of today's uh, podcast is Global Surveillance, Vaccine Passports, and Population Control. So lots going on in the realm of global surveillance, and they're tightening the grip, they're, they seem to be getting ready for that global system of control that uh, Satan's going to roll out, and I'll say more about that in a moment, but you came across an article, and I want to let you kind of summarize it and, and introduce it, uh, because you're not hearing about it anywhere else in the news, are you? No, uh, that, that's a fact. Uh, seems like the mainstream media, for some reason, does not want to let us know that these things are happening, uh, maybe because they think that we're not ready uh, to deal with the magnitude of it, uh, or maybe they think that we'd be terribly upset and wouldn't go for it. Either way, they're not saying a word about it. You don't hear about it on CNN, MSNBC, not even Fox News covered this. Not the way we're going to. Um, uh, I come across an article, and I don't have many secular uh, news organizations that I, that I really give any credence to or rely upon for any reason, but uh, I do have a site. Uh, called Merkula.com. It's uh, yeah, Dr. Joseph Merkula. The curator is Dr. Joseph Merkula, uh, and and it's basically a take control of your health website. But he does cover some other subjects, and uh, he came out with a and I sent you a copy of this. JB came out with a with an article about what happened at the latest G20 summit, and I'd like to just kind of read a couple of bullet paragraphs here to introduce what we're going to be talking about today. This was kind of an alarming thing, and that's why I passed it on to you. I know you covered it in uh, volumes one and two of Spirit of the Antichrist, uh, The Gathering Cloud of Deception, uh, and you did a wonderful job of it, and I know you're going to reference it a little bit this morning, and I hope you do, but here's a couple of bullet points. Here's what's been happening, folks. Now, Listen closely because this has some ramifications for each and every one of us that live on this planet right now. So the story at a glance is this. The G20, which is a group of 19 nations, including the U.S., plus the European Union, recently held their annual business meeting in Bali, Indonesia, where they declared that a digital vaccine passport standardized by the World Health Organization, will be part of international pandemic prevention and response moving forward. The rule for standardized international vaccine passports will be introduced as a revision 
to the international health regulations during the next World Health Assembly in Geneva. The G20 recommendations also include the creation of guidelines for a globally coordinated response to crises, quote, enhanced by a technology-enabled, always-on global health infrastructure, unquote, and a mutual recognition of COVID-19 vaccines made by G20 members. President Biden signed the declaration despite the promises made by his White House COVID-19 response team leader, Jeff Zemps, who in April 2021 stated, quote, let me be clear that the government is not now, nor will we be supporting any system that requires Americans to carry a vaccine credential. The fact that the COVID shots do not prevent spread of infection has now been established many times over. This alone proves that vaccine passports are not for the purpose of containing epidemics. An international vaccine passport is the gateway to complete totalitarian control because the entire control grid around a person gets tied together by it. JB, what in the heck is going on at the G20? That wow, does well, not sound No, it's not. And we saw it coming. Many, many people have been talking about this really since the early days of, of the pandemic. But it's uh, the, the, the conference, the G20 business meeting was held November 15th and 16th there in, uh, in Bali. And essentially, uh, what they're talking about is rolling out a mandatory vaccine passport for global travel. In other words, you won't be able to leave your country unless you've got this uh, vaccine uh, credential, uh, if you will. And I wanna go back uh, to kind of set the stage uh, for this a little bit to a couple mm -hmm. of verses from scripture before I dissect it a little bit further. So um, I think most of our listeners know uh, the key passage that will describe how the world will function during the seven year tribulation after the rapture comes from Revelation chapter 13. And yes. I'd like to read verses 15 to 18, where it's talking about uh, the you know, Antichrist and the false prophet. And it says, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Remember, uh, you know, in, in, in the ancient Near East, going all the way back to Genesis, it was not uncommon for pagan leaders to set up images, uh, replica, you know, replications of their pagan leader. And we saw yes. that with Nebuchadnezzar, for example, setting up a, right. you know, a, a image of himself and demanding that everybody worship that image representing him. Well, the same thing's going to happen globally uh, once the Antichrist takes power. And this is what the image of the beast is. There's uh, been uh, some speculation that you know, they might use technology to create these images as holograms all across the globe. We don't know the mechanism. It could be physical brick and mortar statues, or it could be, you know, holographic images or some other digital image. It could be AI, but somehow the whole world is going to uh, see these images that are going to speak and look and act just like the Antichrist himself. And it right. goes on to say he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free, free and slave. Those are a series of figures of speech called merisms in, in Greek, where you use opposites to include, to, to indicate the whole. So uh, it's essentially saying everyone on earth 
will receive will be required to receive a mark on the right hand or their foreheads that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name here is wisdom let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man his number is 666 remember 6 is the number of man uh 3 is the number of perfection or god and uh so this is the classic uh quintessential uh, moment when the Antichrist is going to try to replicate and become God and set himself up as God. Uh, Satan has always wanted to usurp uh, God's control and take over this world, and he's going to use the Antichrist as the one who will be the ultimate nemesis, the opposite of Christ. That's why it's called Antichrist. Anti means against and also false. And the future man of sin, the son of perdition, as the Bible calls him, will be both. He will be both against Christ and everything good and holy, but also uh, a false Christ. He will be representing himself as the true Christ. And, you know, Curtis, before I go on, I got to tell you an interesting uh, observation I made today and in interacting with some folks here at the conference, or not today, but this week. Uh, you know, if you go back to the to Genesis 3.15, what we call the protevangelium, meaning the first gospel, the first reference to the gospel, that's when God confronts the serpent, Satan, uh, after he had uh, tempted Adam and Eve in the garden. And he, after Adam and Eve fell, he says to the serpent, um, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and her seed. And that second seed there is capitalized, referring ultimately to the virgin birth of Christ. I say it's referring yeah. to the virgin birth because in the Hebrew culture, and in fact, in, in any biologically sound culture, uh, seed always comes from the man. You would never speak of the woman's seed because right. seed comes from the man. And so this was very uh, uh, strange to speak of Eve's uh, seed, the yeah. seed of the woman. And it's capitalized there in the New King James to indicate that's a reference ultimately to Christ. But what's interesting and what I really kind of contemplated for the first time this week is that it's not saying that God didn't tell the serpent, I'm going to put enmity between you and the seed of the woman, Christ. He said, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and her seed, Christ. In other words, not yeah. only is Genesis 3.15 the earliest reference to Christ, but it's also the earliest reference to the Antichrist. That's because right. This cosmic battle is going to reach a climax when the Antichrist indwelt by satan satan's man of the hour comes against christ himself the son of god the eternal savior of the world and so uh, all of that is going to kind of come to a head during this seven-year tribulation period that's variously referred to in scripture as the great day of the lord's wrath the overflowing scourge the time of jacob's trouble or just the tribulation period it's a time uh, when the the wrath of God is poured out on the earth. The wrath of Satan is uh, engendered. And there's this, the, the cosmic battle that has been raging for 6,000 years comes to a climax, culminating in the battle of Armageddon and the return of Christ, at which point uh, the Antichrist and the false prophet will be destroyed, cast into the lake of fire uh, to be tormented day and night forever and ever. And Satan himself will be bound up in prison uh, for a thousand years during the millennial phase of the kingdom. But uh, so Revelation 13 is a key passage that talks about uh, what life will be like on the tribulation for those left behind. And it's going to be a time of unprecedented global uh, surveillance and, you know, full spectrum 
planetary control. Now, what's that got to do with the you know G20 summit and the vaccine passport? Well, uh, I've said uh, many times, in fact, I think I mentioned it on uh, David Fiorazzo's show yesterday, that uh, the, the purpose of the vaccine, it's never about what it's about. I say that all the time. And certainly you and I have talked at length about how the uh, control of Irish scamdemic, as I call it, was yeah. uh, pre-planned 22 years in advance. We, we've given 16 or more smoking guns in my first volume of my Spirit of the Antichrist book that, that proved that. Um, and they were accomplishing many things with that, uh, but it certainly was not about a real uh, you know, existential threat to humanity through a uh, basically a basic SARS virus, uh, nor was it about coming up with a vaccine. In fact, all kinds of studies now have shown that uh, people with the vaccine are far more likely to get COVID than those without the vaccine. Absolutely. It's stunning. And the VAERS data, which you and I talked about way back at the beginning, uh, is now off the charts. I mean, people need to understand that VAERS, VAERS stands for the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System that was put in place in 1990, and it's overseen by the CDC and the FDA jointly. So this is not, uh, this is not some man-made, you know, thing that people can dismiss as a, quote, conspiracy theory. This is government data, their own data. Right. Uh, since 1990, Curtis, there have been 42,000 189 total deaths reported from uh, vaccines, all vaccines total. Uh, And and by the way, you know, if you and I've talked about, there was a Harvard study that showed that uh, early on in VAERS that shows that really only about 10% of actual adverse effects are reported. So the numbers are actually much higher, um, but let's just go with their numbers. So again, since 1990, since the system was put in place, 42,189 total reported deaths. 32,500 of them are from COVID alone, COVID vaccine alone. Yep. In other words, you know, we've only got roughly 9,000 deaths prior to the COVID vaccine, and all of a sudden it jumps up to 42,000 deaths. That's um, an exponential increase. How, do, how does that happen? Yeah, it's it's literally, you know, a complete off the charts statistical anomaly. And then when you talk about, you know, the uh, just the adverse injuries, not deaths, but injuries, right. you know, it, it went from total since 1990, 2.3 million and, you know, one point, almost 1.5 million of those uh are from COVID, the COVID vaccine alone. Um, so you've got, you know, 184,000 hospitalizations. You've got, you know, 10,000 examples of anaphylaxis shock. You've got 16,000 reports of Bell's palsy, 15,000 heart attacks, almost 5,000 miscarriages. Um, myocarditis is off the charts, you know, oh, 35,000. Over 60,000 people permanently disabled after taking the COVID vaccine, 15,000 people. Uh, you know, had got shingles after taking the COVID vaccine. So all that to say that I think everybody knows by now, and Dr. Joseph Merkel has been leading the charge on this among a few other doctors, but even mainstream news organizations are are talking about it. Entire countries have banned the COVID vaccine now. So people get that they were hoodwinked. Um, 
And by the way, why else did they need to market the COVID vaccine so heavily if it was truly necessary to keep you from dying and, oh, you better take this jab because you're going to die, then why did they have to give away free marijuana and free lottery tickets and, you know, drawings for a free car and, you know, free shopping cards? Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of incentives and inducements. Yeah, you don't need to incentivize people to grab a life preserver when they're drowning. That's (laughs) right. They just, they know to do it. So, but they know that it wasn't about that. So what was it about? Well, it was about population control. And as I've mentioned a few times recently, uh, the population control has two senses. On the one hand, it's about depopulation. And we know the Luciferians love death. Satan loves death. They're trying to wipe people off the planet and get it down to a manageable group of about 500 million people. Uh, that includes the Luciferian elite, the global elite, uh, the, the initiated, the ones that are you know, supposedly running the planet. And then, and then they need a few hundred thousand beneath them to you know, cook their food, wash their clothes, do their laundry, clean their houses, and of course, climb atop the uh, satanic ritual altar so they can sacrifice to, to Satan himself. But uh, they're trying to depopulate the earth. And, and these, as this VAERS data clearly demonstrates, you know, this vaccine, the COVID vaccine was part of that. But the other aspect of population control, though, is, is what we're talking about today and what we see coming out of the G20. And that is this idea of controlling the population that is living to keep them in check, to right. keep them from moving around and doing the things that they uh, would normally have inalienable free rights to do. And so the vaccine passport really is working in tandem with the uh, the soon coming uh, CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, to roll out a massive uh, control grid. And you know, for those of you who might think that this is really way out there, and you know, what do you mean that the the vaccine is is being used to control people and to kill people? Uh, let me call your attention to another uh, passage of scripture, and I talk about this again in in volume one where uh, you know the, the use of pharmaceuticals is by no means a new concept for controlling people. In the grand scheme of 6,000 years of human history, this concept of yeah. making some kind of consumable chemical portion or potion uh, you know, to, to insert into people so that it will control their behavior, it goes back thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, by the time of the Greco-Roman period, the first century when Christ uh, w- walked the earth, it was a very widespread uh, practice. We see in the book of Acts, Paul dealing with sorcerers uh, in, in his missionary journeys. Uh, and the Greek word for sorcery, as I think most people know by now, is the Greek word pharmakeia. And that's where we get our English word pharmacy. So pharmakeia, if you look it up in a Greek lexicon, means the use of drugs or the practice of drugging. And uh, in the Bible, it's used in the context of ritualistic satanic practices and casting spells. It's used, pharmakeia is used twice in the New Testament. Uh, it's it, the, in the Septuagint, it's also used, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. But just looking at the New Testament, it's used in Galatians 5.20, but also Revelation 18.23. Uh, now in Galatians 5, it's just listed as, a, as one of the many sinful things that unbelievers uh, do, but in Revelation 18:23, it's quite uh, interesting uh, what we see. What we see there. So let me let me read this, and then I'll kind of give you the context. It's 
it says uh, in Revelation 18, 23, the light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of a bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. By your pharmakeia all the nations were deceived. And so it's talking here about Babylon, the great city from which the Antichrist will rule and during that seven-year period. And uh, the fall of Babylon at the second coming of Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. And Babylon is, is going to fall mightily and hastily and quickly and suddenly. But he describes Babylon as a place where its merchants, and by the way, the word merchant there refers to people who travel by ship. And he, he says, you know, they go around traveling, you know, on ships throughout the world. Uh, you know, drugging people using pharmacia to help deceive the world and bring them under the Antichrist's control. Right. Uh, so these are the great men of the earth uh, that, uh, you know, th that he's talking about there. So, um, you know, the idea that Satan will use pharmaceuticals uh, as a key tool in his efforts during the Antichrist, you know, tyrannical reign is, is very biblical. Isaiah 47 verse 9 says, but these two things shall come to you in a moment, in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They shall come upon you in the fullness of the multitude of your sorceries for the great abundance of your enchantment. See, Isaiah is prophesying here, you know, 750 years before Christ about the future end times during which the Antichrist is going to try to rule. And again, from Babylon, and he's, he doesn't mention the Antichrist by name, but we know from comparing scripture to scripture, that's who he's talking about. And he says, Babylon is going to lose its empire very suddenly because of the sorcery and witchcraft that uh, the Antichrist used to, vic you know, to victimize people. Um, there's another word that's used, pharmacon. It's mm -hmm. a related word to pharmakeia, and that's used in Revelation 9.29. And Revelation 9.29 uh, says this, and it says, uh, uh, they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries That's or right. their sexual immorality. Again, talking about during the tribulation, during the time of the trumpet judgments, as God's wrath continues to be poured out, these evil, satanically controlled people under the direction of the Antichrist, who is indwelt by Satan himself, are refused, they stiffen their necks and they're refusing uh to to repent the, the word pharmacon is slightly different nuance whereas pharmakeia means use of drugs and practice of drugging as i said pharmacon refers to the actual drug itself mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh here's the point when the g20 meets and decides even though our government promised us they would never do this and and we signed on <laughs> at the g20 when they decide that in in the coming you know months we're going to roll out a vaccine passport that uh -huh. people must carry to be yeah. able to, to to move and travel. Uh, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's just a small step from there to yeah. con you know controlling uh, you know your actual uh, every everywhere you go and everything you do. It's like uh, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz has said before. You know, at some point, if they don't want you to go within 10 miles of your house, you won't be able to go within 10 miles of your house because That's right. everything will be tied to this digital 
you know, commerce, digital travel, digital passports. So uh, it's a it was big news. You're exactly right. right. You know that uh, you know these uh, that they're making these uh, decisions, and it's uh, you know something that gets little uh, you know coverage whatsoever in uh in the in the mainstream media someone said quote an international vaccine passport is the gateway to complete totalitarian control because yeah. the entire control grid around a person gets tied together by it i, I could not uh agree more so uh yeah i mean this is something that we talk about in chat in uh volume uh two uh, a lot of this pharmacaea stuff that i was reviewing comes from volume one chapter nine but in spirit of the antichrist volume uh, two we talk about the, in chapter eight the global surveillance and police state right. and you know this is something they've been uh you know working on forever the ones that they cannot eliminate through their depopulation agenda they want to control um, right. remember uh, and i know we've talked about this in here before but uh, on christian underground news network but if you go back to psalm two uh, written a thousand oh. years before Christ by King David, yeah. who describes this Luciferian conspiracy among these earthly leaders. And right. this is what he says. Uh, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, so what are they saying? They're, they're conspiring together. They're getting together. In fact, verse one says they're raging. Um, yeah. What are they raging about? What are they wanting to do? Well, verse three tells us they're saying, quote, let us break their bonds, capital T, referring to the triune God. So let us break God's bonds in pieces and cast away God's cords from us. So Satan, as I've said many times, has control issues. You know, oh, boy, does he ever. Yeah, he hates, he hates God's sovereignty. He, that's what he coveted in heaven. And That's he wanted right. to be the one sitting on the throne calling the shots. But yep. of course, God said, no way. I'm the eternal created, uh, you know, creator of the universe. You're the created one. And because angels are created. So Satan got kicked out of heaven. He took one third of the angels with him. And these uh, fallen angels are co-conspirators with him today, along with human agents. And so this, this uh, uh, fear of control and this hatred towards God control, God's control is manifested by their attempt to control everyone else. You know, someone who has control issues, yeah. not only do they, do they resist any rules or anything that might constrain them, they also want to impose rules on others and control others. And so, you know, that's, that's what, that's what, that's what right. Antichrist is and, and his, you know, uh, uh, people that are under him are going to be doing during the tribulation. But, uh, you know, we see this all over the place in, the writings of the Luciferians, uh, like Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari, but Klaus Schwab said, quote, the tools of the fourth industrial revolution enable new forms of surveillance and other means of control that run counter to healthy, open societies. He said, citizen concerns yeah. over privacy and establishing accountability in business and legal structures will require adjustments in thinking. Oh, well, well if, if, if that's not an open-faced statement, I don't know what is. And I've got another one from him uh, concerning this, especially the G20. He said this is a G20 in Bali. He said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to 
sound as much like I uh, as much like him as possible, uh, <laughs> just just for the humor of it. But he said, "But we have to confront is a deep systemic and structural restructuring of our world. The world will look differently after we have gone through the transition process." Now he's saying deep systemic and structural restructuring of the world that's what the one world system is going to be the system mentioned in revelation that we referred to you've written about it in your book this is what is the beginning of the rollout right right now this is what we're seeing yeah as one person said it's basically going to be a monetary system cashless society with features, you know, baked into it that will socially engineer how we live. Like health, did you have your booster? Energy, have you used more than your energy allotment this month? Or (laughs) food, have you eaten too much meat this this week? Try Uh, try grasshoppers this week, yeah. yeah, Exactly, and free speech. Did you say anything that is uh, hateful or not politically correct? So it's all gonna be tied together. Um, If you want a glimpse of just how just satanic and you know horrible this you know idea is in my in in volume in chapter two of volume two the new book spirit of the antichrist volume two in i talk about uh actually it's chapter three i talk about transhumanism and artificial intelligence and i have a section there called exploring biodigital convergence yeah and this is coming straight from a w a world economic forum uh, crony uh, she's actually at the time this was written was in Canada, but she is uh, has a long history in the World Economic Forum before she took that post. But uh, and it and it basically it's a fairly lengthy quote, but I included the whole thing in the book because it it's her painting a picture of what life will be like once they have the full bio digital convergence and we're under this planetary control grid, and it is it'll make your skin crawl. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab is definitely uh, at the tip of the spear in all this, but, uh, you know, so too is uh, Pippa Malgren. Uh, Malmgren. I talked about uh, her in the book. She's from a long line of globalists, and uh, here's how she describes it. Uh, another World Economic Forum uh, crony. She says, it means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. Now, when the Luciferians say clarity, you need to, to read control. That's, control. that's what they mean. That's right. See, they don't like the fact that right now, Curtis, you and I can you know, meet in our driveway and I can trade you some Federal Reserve notes on paper for something and you give me a product that I bought from you. And they, other than if they happen to zoom in on a satellite and had some reason to be watching us, which frankly, they probably are. <laughs> but in other words, it's not automatic. They, they, we can buy and sell and trade right. off the radar, if you will. And, and so she says that we don't like that. That's not clear enough for us. We like to have good clarity over everything that's happening so yep. that what we can control it. That's, that's what right. they want to do. That's and right. so this goes way, way back, uh, especially after World War II. Um, Prime Minister Winston Churchill said, yeah. quote, the creation of an authoritative world order is the ultimate aim toward which we must strive. Yeah. Charles de Gaulle, same era, 
said, quote, nations must unite in a world government or perish. Uh, James Paul World Warburg was a German-born American banker and the member of the Warburg dynasty. He was oh, a yeah. financial advisor to FDR. His father, James Paul Warburg's father, was Paul Warburg, the, the, who was the father of the privately owned Federal Reserve System. Right. But anyway, James Warburg said, we shall have world government, whether you like it or not, by conquest or, or consent. consent. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, Brzezinski, uh, who died back in 2017, is a big new Brzezinski, a big time Luciferian globalist who worked with David Rockefeller and many others. He said, quote, <clears throat> uh, be, and this was in his book, Between Two Ages, which if I remember right, he wrote in 1971 or sometime around then. Uh, he said, quote, the technotronic era, which is what he called the New World Order, involves right. the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Such a society would be dominated by an elite, unrestrained by traditional values. And what he means there is unrestrained by traditional values of liberty. Right. Liberty is their enemy. Uh, yep. They don't like freedom. They want control, as I said. Uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski added, quote, persisting social crisis, the emergence of a charismatic personality, and the exploitation of mass media to obtain public confidence would be the stepping stones in the piecemeal transformation of the United States into a highly controlled society. I mean, yep. that reads as if it's coming straight from the pages of scripture, a charismatic <laughs> personality using the media to deceive. Uh, all of that, he says, are what is leading us to uh, a one world, you know, full spectrum planetary control. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, stuff that, uh, again, we don't, we're not trying to scare anybody because we know who wins in the end. We know that Satan's uh, tyrannical reign over the earth will be short-lived. It's only going to last uh, seven years, at least under the rule of the Antichrist. Right. And then Christ comes back. And yeah. so, But this is why folks need to be ready. You need to believe the gospel today. You need to get saved today because uh, we're not going to be on the earth during that the horrific seven-year period. I mean, it's already bad enough. Uh, you know, the rapture does not rescue Christians from trouble. It rescues us specifically and explicitly from the seven-year tribulation and from the Antichrist reign of terror. Uh, but right. uh, you need to know the Lord today because it's only in the Lord that we have hope. Amen. Uh, and so, you know, Christ died for our sins. He rose from the dead. Uh, he's the only one with the power to forgive sin and give you the gift of eternal life. How do you receive that gift? Simply by trusting in him and him alone as the only one who can save you. So I hope if there's anyone listening to this podcast today and you're kind of uh, really uh, overwhelmed maybe by the how rapidly things are unraveling and by some of the news we've covered today, that you'll you know allow the Holy Spirit to, to just really speak to your heart and convict you of sin and righteousness and judgment, and you'll realize your need for a savior and, and trust in Christ. And if you're a believer listening to this today, this should again, Amen. sound the alarm. First uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter five, verse six, plainly tells us that, you know, we need uh, that this day of darkness, this day of the Lord that's coming is not going to overtake us like a thief because we're sons of the light and sons of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, listen, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. That's a command. Yeah, it is. 
some people say to me, I, I was talking to someone today, not actually right before that I came on with you, uh, Curtis, down at my not by works table in the exhibit area of this conference. And, uh, you know, he was saying, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't like the sensational stuff. I don't like thinking about all this stuff. And I, you know, I didn't say anything because it wasn't the time or place. But I just what I wish I would have said is, look, it's a command to watch and be sober. We're supposed to be aware of these things, because if not, we're going to be caught off guard. And, 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 and even though, yeah, we may go to heaven, it doesn't mean God is through with us here. We've got a job to do. So that's right. We do. We don't want to voluntarily get on the trains, but uh, but anyway, yeah. I hope that's uh, you know kind of some helpful information for your uh, your listeners. Uh, I think by now most people know uh, you can check out uh, my books at spiritoftheantichrist.org, uh, spiritoftheantichrist.org. Volume two just came out October twenty first, so it's still uh, only in its second month, and God is opening doors right and left. Uh, and we want to get this word out. So we encourage you to buy uh, multiple copies, give them out. By the way, if you're going to purchase 10 or more copies, uh, give me a call or shoot me an email because we can offer a discount on boxes of 10 or more. Um, but uh, anyway, it's, a, it's critical data uh, that we talk about, uh, not just global surveillance, but things like fake elections, secret societies, the Luciferian timetable. You've already heard me talk about the chapters on Klaus Schwab and transhumanism and artificial intelligence. Uh, our chapters on UFOs and paranormal activity are um, two of the most powerful chapters in the book. Uh, we have another chapter, chapter 13, on uh, just some of the perversion and uh, just uh, all kinds of gender surrender uh, stuff. We talk about Epstein and satanic ritual abuse and mind control. So anyway, it's it's really packed with data, 66 pages of documentation and, and uh, bibliographic citations. Uh, so you can do your own research. But yeah, check it out at spiritoftheantichrist.org. We here at the uh, Christian Underground News Network also highly recommend both volumes of this book, a very comprehensive treatment of this, uh, the subject matter that we're, we're talking about today. And, and far beyond that, uh, information that you really do need to know. And of course, JB, uh, just like you mentioned, uh, our primary purpose for doing this podcast, your podcasts and your ministry is out of love and concern for those that are unsafe. We all know somebody in our personal lives or in our professional work relationships that are not Christian and they've openly told you, um, you know, I just don't like thinking about it. And, and I, you know, if I have to do that, you know, I, I'll trust him later. I've got time. Listen, you don't have much time left. If you've been procrastinating, putting putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, if you've been putting that off, uh, listen, it's time to wake up and do it. Do it now. Do it now. We, we, we love you and we're concerned about you. And boy, the signs of the times point to his return very, very shortly. 
Yeah, you know, I'm reminded of uh, Jesus teaching in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 25. Uh, we call it the parable of the ten virgins. Uh, he's speaking there about the future tribulation generation who even they, even though it, the time will be even shorter for them because they know exactly when Christ is coming back, seven years after yeah, right. the end Christ takes power. Nevertheless, many will be deceived and will not believe the gospel. Uh, you know, the 144,000 Jewish missionaries are going to be spreading the gospel throughout the world. And as it gets closer to the end of that seven-year period, uh, God's going to send an angel to finish the job and, and preach the gospel to every person on earth. And yet, even still, many will put off believing the gospel. And, and, and he uses the parable of the ten virgins to, to tell them that, look, you know, for some people that are alive during that generation, you know, Christ's return is going to come sooner than they thought. And so these, these uh, unwise virgins didn't bring oil for their lamps. And all of a sudden the bridegroom came and, uh, and they weren't, they were, they, they weren't ready. They, they didn't have oil. So I, I just, I appreciate you, you know, kind of uh, undergirding what we, what we've already said about just the urgency of the gospel. Absolutely. It, the time is short for you to believe. Ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you've been putting it off, please, 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 we beg of you, consider what's going on. Uh, and we, we ask that, uh, that you be open and receptive uh, to the gospel message. It's, it's the one thing uh, that you need most of all. Uh, and you need to place your faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone. Uh, you do that, you have no worries. Uh, even though this is alarming stuff, and we do say it to sound the alarm uh, for those who have been putting it off. Uh, time to time to stop that. Time to to get your mind and your heart right with Christ, and uh, trust Him. Trust Him for your salvation. You won't be sorry. Amen. Well, Curtis, thanks so much for uh, for the show today, and uh, and just always appreciate you and. You know, uh, hopefully we can start doing this more often if uh, if the Lord allows. So I, I hope so. I've, I've been praying about it, considering uh, doing a bi-weekly instead of just a monthly. And uh, it, it, it will at least feel more normal to me bi-weekly. Uh, the once a month, I don't I don't think that right now. Uh, regardless of my health, would be a good time to be slowing down. I, yeah. I think I think it might be time to be ramping it up a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that that's a good that's a distinct possibility, JB. And we thank you once again for being with us today. You are um, a very faithful partner and uh, a dear Christian brother and and uh, a road warrior too. And I, I appreciate you being down there in what I consider to be my home state, which is Texas. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I'm here in, in uh, bitterly cold Illinois and wishing I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and uh, hey, while we're on the subject, JB, before we sign off here, where's your next speaking engagement and when? So we are still working on our 2023 calendar. We have, uh, I think, five or six uh, things booked, uh, but we're still shuffling around the dates. I know that I'll be at the Mid-America Prophecy Conference May 25th and 26th. That's Friday and Saturday before Memorial Day. 
And then I've got some stuff planned in Texas in the spring. I've got uh, just several other things that are committed. We just haven't ironed out the dates. So by the way, if, uh, if folks are interested uh, in having, uh, having me come in or do, do any kind of a conference, uh, you can also reach out to me at notbyworks.org and we can look at the calendar. We never charge anything uh, to come. We just ask you to help us with travel costs and then do like a love offering or something like that. But we leave that in the Lord's hands and uh, we just want to get the word out and the message out. Amen. Amen. Thank you for doing that, brother. Thank you for being out there like you like you're doing. And, and uh, you know, uh, I want to thank you also. Uh, this is risky business that we're doing uh, with, with all of the uh, vitriol against Christianity these days, uh, especially by the government. It's, it's a risky thing to be doing what we're doing, speaking out. So I want to thank you for your courage in that respect and, and uh, I, I really appreciate it I really do in the well, books that you write in the traveling that you do and, and the things that you, you're speaking about much appreciated JB thank you well, you're, you're kind thanks for the prayers you know honestly there we feel like we're pretty pretty low on the totem pole when it comes to exposure to, you know there's so many other uh, great men and women of faith right now out sounding the alarm speaking out boldly. Yes. Um, you know, we're thankful God is using not by works, but uh, so far we haven't really reached the level where we feel like uh, we're, we're under attack, at least not from a Christian persecution perspective. We've certainly had our share of spiritual warfare, and I talked about that in the preface to volume two, but, uh, but no, God is faithful, God is good, and you know, I've just always been the kind of personality that, it, you know, speaks my mind and, and shares what's on my heart, and uh, Certainly not perfect, uh, but you know I've never let the opinions of others dictate what I say and how I say it. Amen, amen. I'm with you there, brother. With you there. Um, on that note, I'm going to thank you again for our session today uh, and the discussion that we've had about uh, some really alarming yet exciting to, to born again Christians information. So. Uh, if, if you want further information about it, let me remind you, dear listener, you can uh, get JB's books, volume one and two of Spirit of the Antichrist, The Gathering Cloud of Deception. Uh, you can get it on his website, notbyworks.org. And I think it's probably available most anywhere else books are sold. Is that correct, JB? Uh, well, actually, no, it is now on Amazon. Uh, we finally uh, took the plunge there because we had some people that uh, really, you know, wanted to, to get it from there. And we've, it's been amazing how well it's done on Amazon. But honestly, uh, it's, it saves the, the buyer a little money if you go through notbyworks.org and it helps our ministry a little more. But yeah, mm -hmm. notbyworks.org, uh, click on the store button, or you can go to Amazon as well. All right. Fantastic. Once again, thanks for being with us, JB. And uh, if we don't see you before next month, we'll definitely see you next month uh, in the new year. Uh, and I hope uh, and pray that you'll, you and your family will have a safe and blessed holiday season. Uh, I hope that your Christmas is a wonderful and blessed event. Uh, and I know you know the reason for the season and uh, it's, it'll be a particularly joyful holiday for you and yours and we we wish you the very best likewise merry christmas all right we'll we'll talk to you again soon jb thank you for being with us and until uh let's see it would be probably the first week in january 
this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May you have a blessed Christmas and a wonderful, happy new year. And we will back again with you soon. God bless.